Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just $95, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast, we are back again talking one movie. Oh. As we do every apparently second or third week nowadays. <laughs> I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I am delighted, Connor. I'm I'm happy we're back hosting a movie show where there's actual movies coming out and we're not filling time with rumours and such. Uh, do you not like rumours and speculation? Oh, I do, but then I'm always proved wrong. It doesn't bode well for me. <laughs> yeah, I thought Kang we wouldn't show up. Right. <laughs> if, we, yeah, if we always got it right, we would love it. But we're, we're always wrong, and then we look foolish. If I could call it once a year, I'd be happy. But Ooh, that's a pretty good ratio. Although I did, on zero. I did once... I, I have called this year that we're getting a multiversal Sinister Six. So... We'll see what happens come uh, I, December seventeenth. I've actually I've heard rumors that it's actually going to be a sinister five. Okay, we're going to. Oh <laughs> technically, you're right. If we're, numerically, <laughs> um, so Sean, this week we are going to be doing one of our spoiler-filled movie reviews. Um, we did one a few weeks back for Dune, and we are back because there's another blockbuster out, and that is the MCU's latest entry, the Eternals. Yes. Yes, um, um, we were very positive in our June review, and I can only assume this will be exactly the same, Connor. I'm intrigued that you say that, because I feel like you might not like this. I'm, no, I think I think my problem is I now compare everything to June, okay? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Every movie ever. Yeah, it's like, oh, Scarface, not June. It's not June, not June 2021. There's not enough sand in Scarface. I've yeah. always said that to you. I suppose on a broad level, we should probably say, just like our general thoughts on the movie at the start, and then we'll get into yeah. talking about it. I def- I liked this movie more than I disliked it. but I liked it a lot more than I liked Black Widow. But yeah. I, but I think that's because I think this tried something, and I respect that. 
Yeah. I respect the fact that it gave it a go in a certain direction. I think once you get past the first 45 minutes, this is one of the more solid MCU movies. But the first 45 minutes is so disjointed, I want to say. That's weird, because I would have said after the first hour and a half. (laughs) Really? To me, it went the other way. Really? Interesting. I I love a good team reuniting. I'm okay with that. But... I f- mm. Yeah, see, my issue with the whole... They have a, a weird team dynamic and a weird family dynamic in this. And I don't well, think those work in, well. We're not included in any of that dynamic, though, because <laughs> it's never really, <laughs> never really shown. There's been a lot of talk that this movie should have been a series. Um, and Like the Inhumans. Look, I, I can, look, like the Inhumans. I mean, they own their own streaming service. They're doing... I mean, like... They're doing so many different shows at the minute. You could have easily done a 10 episode arc where you introduced each Eternal one by one. No, make it 12 episodes. And then the 11th one, they all come together. See, I think that's I think that's too much. I think what you need is you need the movie to just fucking put the characters in the world and now you can do what you want with them. I, like, this is still okay. an origin movie, which now, historically he, are, are very samey. Now, here's the thing, right? We even from the announcement of this movie, I, I know a lot of people are like, "We're gonna, we have to come in." This is the best movie ever, or the worst movie ever. I think if you take everything into context from the announcement of this movie, we had basically a few thoughts. Was what? Jeez, that's a bit out there. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Why would they try this? Because hard to adapt. Hard to Number adapt. Two. It is a miracle that this got made at all. Yes, and it's based off basically Chloe Zhao, the director. Um, she, Oscar Witter, but she came to Kevin Feige and was like, I've got an idea. Yeah. What if we did this? And she won him over in that way. And he was like, I never thought of that, but that seems like a good idea. Um, but most importantly, Sean, I just have one question. What are the Eternals? Oh, well, do I have the movie for you, Connor? Because... <laughs> It opens with just a couple of paragraphs all about it. <laughs> I bet you were like fist pump. Yes. Finally, I, I have, have a JPEG I can just send to people. Uh, I think that joke came from like episode two of this show. So that's how long ago this was announced. Oh yeah, like we did the show and then I think Marvel did, they announced their kind of phase four. And like, that's what we were working with. But look, the Eternals in the comics are... um. They're like genetic offshoots from humanity along with the deviants. Um, That's how it is in the comics. Whereas in this movie, they're kind of more servants of the Celestials, say. Because in the comics, the idea is that either the deviants, the humans, or the Eternals will win out and be in charge of the planet, basically. Uh and and that's what the judgment is about to decide who wins and who dies. But in this, it's there's we and it's revealed later in the movie. But there spoilers, spoilers. But uh, the the purpose of the Eternals is to keep is to grow humanity for as long as possible until a celestial can eat them. Until a celestial can use their energy to be born from an egg. The Earth is a, is a womb. In this movie. Uh, we got to be on board with that straight away. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, that's, that's, 
It's a lot. There's a lot of buy-in in this movie that you just need to be like, I, fuck it, I'm okay. And I don't want to be negative because I don't think this is like we don't really do anything in regards. To, we're not going to say something really shit, but there are going to be things in this film that I was like, "That's not great." No, I probably would have done that differently. But then again, we have to go off the fact of it's a miracle this movie got made at all. So I'm yeah. like, "Fuck it, fair play." That's. I think this is like probably as good of an adaptation and an introduction to the Eternals as you can do in one movie. Um, yeah, but I think we haven't even got into the plot. But if you do this two parts, I think part one comes out and it gets absolutely fucking trashed. Yeah, and it's like because it's either I think it's a no-win situation. Part one comes out and you go, "Why did you split it up? You're just money-hungry bastards." There's nothing in that first movie. Fuck off. You do this movie, you stuff too much in. There's too much to go through. It's nine thousand years you were trying to cover there. It's madness. Yeah, and like it th- that is not the 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 time span from ancient Mesopotamia to today <laughs> is not the main conflict of this movie. It's not where the story takes place. So the less honestly like we need to spend as little time there as possible to just introduce the characters and and kind of to show how long they've been around. But it does feel, a lot of it feels kind of unnecessary. There's a lot of them posing in a V formation. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. They just keep doing it and it's I like... Think, I think you get one. You I get the you first get one. one the first one at the start where they land on Earth for the first time. Yeah. After that, no more V formation. Like, you normally always get that one in the third act when, like, the big bad is coming and they yeah. all stand in, like, the perfect formation. Whether it's the Avengers or the Justice League or whoever the fuck it is, they're always in a perfect formation. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it's, like, four times. <laughs> I'm like, lads, it's fine. Yeah. And, like, it's always the same camera move as well. Like, the camera slowly pulls away and reveals them all spread they perfected out. Like, it. They perfected it. Perfected it. I mean, look, if it, um, if it works so, once. <laughs> look, the movie starts with the Star Wars scroll. And yeah. then it kicks straight into them basically like doesn't fuck about. These are the these are all the characters. They're all the Celestial is talking to them. Um you have I mean, do I have to list them all off? Here we go. So we've got Cersei, Icarus, Kingo, Sprite, Fastos, Macri, Druig, shout out Barry. Fucking um, sorry, can Gug- I just say right away with Druig. It is so good to hear a thick Dublin accent in this you know movie. What? I was watching this as, and I feel like we are so biased, but I was like, let this man be the hero. Oh, (laughs) he's the best character. He is the best character in this movie, hands down. I don't think he even is, but I just think we just like him the most. Oh, we love Barry. Like, oh, it's not inconceivable that one day we get him on this show. (laughs) Oh, shout out to Barry. What a nice man. Uh, Gilgamesh, um, you have, oh, you have Dane Whitman and Ajax. Of course, yeah. as well. Um, did I miss anyone? Tina, of course. Yeah, did you say Icarus? Uh, I did, yeah. Ah, I- Icarus, Icarus and Cersei are kind of a one-two punch there at the start. Fair enough, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they all wake up and they're all basically told their job, get down to earth, sort the place out. Um, Cersei and Icarus meet and it's, it's the shot from the trailer but the change that they're actually in space. I think in the trailer are they not... Is it not like an, it, they're, they're God, on you Earth? Know, I don't even remember. But yeah, probably. 
I think I, that might be completely wrong, but that's I seen that shot and I was like, I think that shot was different. Never mind, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But they get they meet and immediately fall in love because one of them is Richard Madden and fair play to you, Cersei. Um, so we're moving. <laughs> yeah, you have Richard Madden and Gemma Chan, like like they're a more attractive couple right there. The problem is though, you've got Kit Harrington on the other side, so she's got the Stark brothers. Well. Well, no spoilers. Well, 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 it depends, you know. It's, it's, who can say, really? Uh, but, <laughs> and Barry's there. Everyone wants Barry. Everyone wants Barry. I, I can Barry, only assume. Barry could have been in Game of Thrones. Uh, I think Barry, I'd follow Barry into war. Come on, Barry. Come on, Barry. Well, do, do you also, want to watch 1917, Connor? Also, I have all of Barry, Barry's notes, Druig's notes in... I just take notes of what's happening in the movie. For all of his scenes, I just went pure Irish. Like, I... Yeah. For any the other one, I would just say, oh, he was punching him, or he kicked him, or there was a fight. For any time the drawing does, I said, he he punched the head off him. Yeah. Or <laughs> just some really Irish phrase, because Barry deserves that kind of thing. Just, Barry, just oh, a yeah. joke. Barry, we're adapting this entire review to, to Barry's sensibilities. <laughs> um, no other podcast will talk about Barry Keown as much as we will. <laughs> Can I say as well, I will say, uh, this intro scene, the oh, on-location stuff in this movie is really well done. Like, you feel like they are in that environment. Did you did you notice the monster just eats that guy's head straight off the bat? They just let him die deviant. as well. The Yeah, okay, yeah, deviant, yeah. Deviant just bites <clears throat> the, the, the kid's dad's head off and then Icarus flies in and starts killing the deviant. I feel you he could have got there Icarus. 30 seconds quicker. Like you're like, literally Superman. Just as, oh, as there, people hammer home before. in this movie, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. Um, I mean, Superman is an allegory for Icarus and, <laughs> and well, all the sun and all that. And, and like, like he, superheroes are mythology now. Like that's basically what it is. But what Chloe Zhao has done there, she has confirmed that the DC universe exists in the Marvel universe. How so? Uh, a lot of references to Superman in this movie. Oh yes, and of course. Yes, also, sorry. there's a point where uh, um, Kingo's valet um, is described as oh, like Arthur for or like uh, Alfred for Batman. So yes, yes, the, yes, yes. Just DC Comics exists in the MCU. So they they all fight the. Um, I mean. They're all, they're, they're all the same. I was trying yeah. to think. They're, they're deviants. There's, are they different? Are they the same? Like, deviants are meant to be... They're all fucking different because they're all mutations. Like, the so no no two are really the same. The, the deviants in this are kind of boring to me. Like, oh, oh, don't get me started. Like, extremely yes. boring, I would say. And and so they they have the big fight scene. You get introduced to all their powers. Um, yeah. You've got all these different people with all these different powers. And they all get a hero moment, and at the end they all get the hero shot in line. Flying V, yeah, of course. It's the flying V, of course, the Mighty Duck formation. Um, and then we cut to the present day, where we have Cersei, and she's late for class. She's teaching a class. Turns up, Kate Harrington's there. Dane Whitman, he won't come up again. Um, actually, literally, he probably won't come up again. But um, that's a joke because that character's meant to come up. Never mind. Um, no, but so, I, I like that they're just dropping breadcrumbs with that character. That's all I need. Breadcrumbs, or did they forget? I don't think they forgot. I, what What's he gonna do? Like mm. now, look. I, 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 I've. We've said this. She's from, my queen. We've said this. From she's the, my queen. 
and he doesn't want it. Uh, <laughs> but we've said it from the start, like Dane Whitman, the Black Knight in the comics. I've done a report on him in the past on Hero Zero. Um, but like, and I was tying around with the idea, like, will they do it? Because they give him a ring that has the family crest on it. And it's like, oh, yeah, your family like goes back. Seed. Yeah. In the, the bar. It's his birthday. So she gives him a ring. Yeah, and he's like, this is class. Like, And his family goes back to medieval times. And then I was like, okay, maybe they're just like teasing us. And then like later in the movie, they're on a video call. And she says, you should reconnect with your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> like the previous Black Knight. And I'm like, it's and, definitely and then, that. And then the, at the very end, he's like, I have some things about my family that are, phew, they're going to surprise you. They are strange. Me, tell you. Yeah. Wink, wink. I'll wink. tell you now. They bring Sequel. Up- the ebony blade is brought up in conversation between the Eternals. Mm. Like, it's all tied together. The, uh, also, uh, we should say as well, um, we are aware that there has been a bunch of trailers that dropped over the last few days as well. Those will be covered next week. Um, oh, yeah. Also, I mean, we had to do the movie review or the trailer talk. Exactly, yeah. I just want people to know that. Like, also, there's a Spider-Man trailer coming out tomorrow. Uh, so mm. that will be next week we're, we're talking aware about <laughs> we'll get to it <laughs> um, but um, this episode will be like four hours long we'll just get out to all the trailers afterwards let's just yeah, keep yeah, going yeah we'll just keep going just keep, keep rolling lads um, so you yeah. have um, all, all them in the bar and um, you have I mean Cersei's there and she's hanging out with Dane um, and then you also have Sprite there played by Leah McHugh She's also there. She's pretending to be another woman to chat to Icarus. Yeah. And then a deviant attacks them on their way home because so Sprite and Cersei are together and they're walking home with Dane Whitman. They get attacked by a deviant. Icarus comes flying into the rescue, makes the save. So heroic. Such a nice man. Such a nice man. And like, not a threat. Definitely not no. a threat to Dane Whitman. No. Uh <laughs> Uh, nice to see Camden getting some play in this movie as well. Uh, <laughs> I like to see. I like with Dane Whitman though. Like he's not. He knows he's not like super powered and everything like that. I like how he asks Cersei, "Are you? Are you like Doctor Strange? Are you a wizard?" <laughs> yeah, I do. and then he's like, "Sprite's was going on about like centuries ago." Like, yeah, and I just I'm starting to but, believe her. Um, but he's like he's trying to get people away. Like he's saying, "No, run!" Like and he's minding people as they leave. So like he he, yeah. kind, he has a good heart. He's he's in on it, but he's not involved, which yeah. I quite enjoy because they could have easily done like they're trying to hide their powers from him, and he's like an idiot. But she just comes clean straight away, and like literally at the very next scene, the scene is in the tra- in all the trailers with the bus flipping, yeah. and then uh, Cersei turns it into I think flowers, think rose petals flowers. or something, yeah, rose petals. Um, and then afterwards, she's just like, we're the Eternals, I'm thousands of years old, um, that's my ex-boyfriend, we were together for 5,000 years. Yeah. Um, no, no, no threat though, we're done now. Uh, the, <laughs> the thing is, and like, I, it's, it kind of helps sell the world, because if you lived in the Marvel Universe, you would just accept anything that you were told at that point, wouldn't you? He, like, he probably vanished for five years. Or somebody loves vanished for five years. So yeah. Yeah, okay. so th- yeah, so this is just like, oh, fine. Uh, and he asked her, like, why didn't you stop Thanos? She's like, we can't interfere unless it's deviants. Uh, which is bollocks, because Thanos oh, is a deviant. Absolutely. Yeah, first of all, that was my first thought of, like, yeah, 
Thanos is literally a deviant. You've told me that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's MCU, though. I think maybe they just don't recognise him as a deviant. He's just a big bad guy. Maybe, um, but Jesus. Number like... two, they don't get involved in any human t- stuff, but they're going around developing lots and lots of weapons in which people are dying. Yeah. And then, that's not, is that not getting involved? One of Barry Keown's best scenes, uh, as we'll get to later. Uh, <laughs> all of them are his best scenes. Oh, of course. All of, them. of course. Um, so they go back to the apartment and they, they're going to go look for Ajax. Isn't that what they decide? Yeah, so they have, they're like, we're going to go find Ajax and we'll have a chat with her. We'll see what the story is. Yeah. And so Cersei, Icarus and Sprite, they turn up to Ajax's place and they're like, where is she? Icarus really tried hard to see her. He cannot find her anywhere. He's, he's raging, I, so he is. He brought his binoculars. Like, he's looking around. <laughs> he's, he's doing he's no the he yeah. she, could be buried, she could be buried here somewhere. That's wait, no. She wouldn't be buried. She's she wouldn't alive. be buried. Very alive. She might be at the market. The local market. <laughs> <laughs> so they turn up. And you'll never believe this shot. Ajax. Salma Hayek, who we covered in a rumour or speculation a few weeks we ago, did. might we die early this. in the sh- movie. Dies early in the movie. By God. Jesus. Who could have predicted it? Only everyone. Who And who could have done it is my question. Yeah. Who could kill such an Eternal? Oh, the Deviants, The most perhaps. powerful. Because Ajax is the most powerful, I'm assuming. She's the leader. She's the leader. She's the prime eternal. Now, it's not necessarily that she's the most powerful, um, but she's the best she's the leader, connection I suppose. To yeah. the Celestials. Yes. Uh, she's the representative, basically. Um, because, like, her, she doesn't have an offensive power. Like, she's a healer, basically. But uh, that is the most powerful weapon you can have. So she yeah, sends all them in the fights and then they get stabbed and she, they run back to her. Exactly, yeah. So it's, she's she's literally like the mother of the group, if you're to assign a role to it. And so you have um you have Ajax there, and this is where we find out that Ajax may not have sli- may not have agreed with the Celestials. And there's mm. a scene where she's like, What if I want to stay on Earth? Like what if what if we could all stay on Earth instead? And they're like, Stop being so dumb. You can't stay on Earth. We gotta kill all the humans. Wait, yeah. no, did I say that out loud? I mean, you got to save all the humans. Stop those deviants. Just, Stop yeah. those deviants. But to just, like, proceed with the mission as planned kind of a thing. Like, she knows exactly what's going on. She's always known. But she re- she's starting to like Earth and its people. Yeah, and this is back in, I don't know, how many years ago? Like, 7,000 years Babylon, ago at this stage. So, like, yeah. yeah. And, and so they're all, they're all kind of, this is... We're seeing them all together as a team, and then we're cu- we're cutting between back then and now when they're all spread apart. Yeah, and so when they're all together, you can see all the different personalities. You can see all the different, like Tina, played by Angelina Jolie. She wants to fight all the time. She just wants to go back in and just ruin them. Druig is like, why don't we just take over every human? I'll just yeah. take over every human. It would be fine. Like, I can just, got, just stop, stop conflicts fight. before they happen. Like that's that's yeah. that's a. Uh, you have Sprite as like the storyteller, and um, like Gilgamesh is the warrior, but with a good heart. And Macri is someone that's like, she doesn't get a lot of play in this. I think she gets a little bit of play, but mostly she's just used as like, she's like what everyone kind of likes. I think she, she is. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she's like she's curious. I would say because she just keeps 
taking things that interest her. Like that green tablet that she's looking for. I'm nearly sure that's like the Rosetta Stone or something like that. Okay. okay. Like, I, I think she just, like, and we find her later in the ship and she's just been learning for e- eons. Speed reading. Uh, speed reading. We, we can all do it. Uh, yeah. But just don't look at the words. It's fine. And <laughs> I, like, she's just, she, 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 she's looking for knowledge, basically, is what I took from that. And then you have the person with all the knowledge, which is Fastos. Um, yeah. who he can create anything. He's yeah. he's the he's the Donatello. Yeah, or the the Hephaestus from Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two, but mostly Donatello. He's good with machines. But uh that, look, like, you're looking and, for yeah. a party dude. You've got Kingo. <laughs> oh Kingo. Kingo is all about the party though. He's also got yeah. those little pew pew fingers of his. Would you say <laughs> Druig is rude but cool? I think so. But who's who's the Leonardo then? I think it has to be Icarus if oh. we're gonna do it. I mean, maybe, mm, maybe no, I see, suppose. No, no, Cersei. Cersei's Cersei's the Leonardo. Um, yeah. Sprite is uh, Splinter. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. The, and Dane Whitman is April O'Neil. Of <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, are you imagine Kit Harrington the full like yellow jumpsuit? Oh, you better camera. believe it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um and so you see them back in the olden days, as I said, they're all having disagreements and this is when Ajax is like, I wanna stay on the earth. Celestials are like basically cop on, like yeah. stop taking like that, stick to the mission. Um Cop on by the so way they, means get your shit together. In Irish. Yeah. Um and so they as I said, they turn up to her house. She's very dead. No longer breeding, Sean. Who could have done it? It's a who done it. It turns into a who done it mystery. That's it. Better be the deviants. Uh, and this is when Icarus tells us the deviants they're evolving. That's yeah. what he's heard. That's that's what he through the rumors. Because in London, it was able to heal itself. Mm. And uh, Cersei at the time is actually able to absorb Ajax's power to like to talk to the Celestials, so she becomes their UN ambassador. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Like she's she's the class rep of the group, uh, and <laughs> she becomes a, a scholar. Yeah, and just has a meet is able to meet with the principal. Can I just say on the Celestials and Arishem in particular, the scale of those is brilliant. Like there's just these massive cosmic beings, and then you have a little human right next to it. Uh, yeah it's basically like we do not have a hope like if these guys that we see on the screen like Icarus say he's like Superman but then him beside the Celestials is like oh he doesn't have a hope oh yeah. shit there's no chance there um, I just I I love I love all the, the I love all the space stuff in this the mm. the Marvel cosmic bullshit if you will you are a fan of Marvel, Marvel cosmic bullshit though you have been for years have been for years before it was cool before before everyone jumped on your bandwagon you were there in the dark days when everyone yeah. said it was shit before Chloe Zhao liked Eternals I was here <laughs> why didn't Kevin come to you <laughs> I don't know fuck it, just do some space stuff know, Kevin just, I don't can we get, know can we get Dan Whitman in a yellow jumpsuit at all please <laughs> just you're hired you're just in. send him to me <laughs> so uh, you also have the bit where we find out that Tina is um, her brain is mad weary Ma- mad weary mad weary um, that's what it's called 
so she she's basically going insane because she can see multiple timelines of her own life simultaneously. Yeah, she has multiple memories from different brains, basically. Um, and they're all conflicting with each other. So she's seeing like the end of a world and she's just she got she snapped she's just trying to defend herself, basically. Yeah, and this is back we're flashing back again. So we flash forward yeah. to be like Ajax Dead, flash back to Tina going mad. I think it's this the idea you're meant to be like, Oh Tina killed her because yeah, she's gone I, mad. I think they're in like Tenochtitlan or something. Like it's an Aztec place, I think, in the Amazon. Um that's where they are at this point. And this is where there's the last deviants on Earth are. Um, and so they're like, once we, once we shut these guys down, we're done. Like, that's the end of the deviants. Shift over. Everyone go home. Everyone go home. Everyone clock out. Uh, have fun. And doesn't go as planned, because Tina tries to kill everyone. Um, but what happens then is they finally kill the deviant, and they're like, we did it. We're, we're finished. But then, yeah. to their left, there's, like, a whole human war going on beside them, and Druig is kind of like, are we, are we finished? Can we not is, help them? Like, can, I, I could stop that whole thing in a second, if yeah. you just let me. And, it, and yeah, like, and he's losing it. Yeah, and she tells him to stop, and they get up to, like, a a room later, and they're, they're all discussing it, and Druig is just like, do you have any idea what it's like to watch wars unfold when you know you could stop them? Like in an yeah, instant. fucks with his head. Yeah, and that for thousands of years. Like, and he's just like, I'm fucking done with this. The, this whole family sucks. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's like, this. It's really fucked that you don't let me use my power. Um, and he's just like, he's like Dash from The Incredibles. He's like, this is this is fucked. I'm just gonna go off and use my power because this is weird. That yeah. none of you want to actually help. You're like, you have to leave it to the humans. Like, that's really bad. Yeah, we we can help them in other ways, like... Which is weird, because, like, in that scene, he's meant to come across as a dickhead, but I was like, he's kind of right, to be has fair. Has a point, like, it's... I, and and, and, and this, this movie does well about, like, what's really right and what's really wrong. Like, that's a question that's brought up a lot. Um, so Druig is, like, the first example of that. The next one comes later on down the line when uh, the Celestial's plan is like more fully revealed. Yeah, and so Druig basically says, I'm done, I'm out. And at this point, Ajax tells all the rest of them, all the deviants are gone, we can split up. Yeah. Um, just go enjoy your lives, basically. Yeah, they'll um, tell us I, to come everyone, home one day and that'll be it. Yeah, everyone just everyone go just enjoy yourself. But she knows the actual plan. Yeah. At this point. So she, oh, she knows yes. like, oh yeah. We're going to get like another few thousand years, but then we're all dead. Yeah, so we might as well, they might as well enjoy themselves while it lasts. Hmm. Um, and so then we go back to the modern types. We've got still the team formation happening. Um, and we head off to Mumbai to yes. get the the world's largest man these days. Um, Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail. <laughs> and he's, he's uh, in Bollywood movies. And I think my favourite part was when he was like, my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father, me. And they're all just, they're just him. Yeah. Just all the years. But no one has questioned it. And his valet knows, like, his valet comes up to them and just like, it's such an honour to meet the Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the valet? I, 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 do you know what? At the start, I was like, okay, here we go. Here's the Trevor Slattery character yeah. uh, in this movie. 
And right up until he says goodbye, I wasn't mad on him. But his goodbye scene completely turned me around. And yeah, I was like, that's a really... Nice. In- yeah, it's like a really interesting view on that. But like, I'm not sure how I feel about Kingo in this movie. <sighs> okay. Like, he's I guess... Re- he's the comic relief. He's the comic relief. When you hired a comedian, great. But he's just, like, he seems like too thick to function in this. Like, he's just... There, 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 there's being light-hearted and there's like and not taking anything seriously and then there's just like like being a moron for no reason I think that something this movie does really badly is that it just does not have any weight to anything that happens because we have to do a Marvel quip in the, next, in the next scene Yeah. so Ajax dies and everybody's sad for I would say 45 seconds and then they all get on the plane because they have to tell Kingo and they're like, we're going to go get the rest of them. They all get on his plane and then we have a whole documentary scene and he's just cracking jokes, yeah, cracking wise. Like, Everybody's so funny. Everybody's having a laugh and it's like, did your best friend not die like yesterday? <laughs> what the fuck is the story? Yeah, like wouldn't it be like an emotional gut punch if you had like, he's laughing and, while he's on set and he's laughing and joking and dancing and singing and all the rest of that. And then, like, they tell him Ajax died, and he's just like he completely changes for like a a, a a a noticeable amount of time, not just in the second that he's told. I do like the the joke with the valet, and he's like he tried to he thought it was a vampire, and he tried to he tried to stab me yeah. <laughs> when I was asleep. That made me laugh. Um, and so he's they all get on the the plane, and. They have a weird scene where Richard Mann gets put in a phone app by Cersei. And it's like, this is what you're going to look like old. Um, oh, that yeah, scene didn't need to a be big here. Snapchat a, filter promo, maybe. It, it's a two and a half hour movie. Just maybe, maybe just cut that. Maybe cut seconds. that out. <laughs> maybe have them talk about how their motherly figure just died. Yesterday. <laughs> maybe have them talk about their history. Maybe have them talk about, yeah, they haven't seen each other in maybe a thousand years. Yeah. Or maybe tell me fucking anything about Icarus. Just, like, yeah, well, Icarus is super bad and what? he looks good, right? That's oh. all you need to know. Just shut that, up, right? Look, Look at Richard case. Madden. But what's his, de- what's his deal, Connor? What's he, he been up Cersei. to? He what's likes he been doing? Cersei. Oh, he can't That's all he does. Give me that's Jamie Lannister's thing. <laughs> it's true, um, but yeah, he's betraying the Starks. If you're liking Cersei, that's that's mm. not great. Um, no, but he, uh, yeah, as you said, this playing scene, they're literally just quipping, they're joking. Their mother died yesterday. Well, their motherly figure died yesterday, yeah. and they haven't seen each other in like a thousand years. But also, Cersei, Icarus, they have a relationship. How do they feel? Nobody knows. Just. Um, like even having Cersei being like, like, like you know, have Icarus be like a flirty prick, and just be like, no, like Dane is back home, like, and just like, shut that shit down. Yeah, like you he know. tries to he tries to start up like they used to back in the day. Like, yeah, he's he's still in that mindset of like trying to have like a flirty girlfriend boyfriend banter, and yeah. she's just like, that's not what we do anymore. Oh yeah, this is another thing that we didn't bring up is that there is uh, the quote-unquote sex scene in this movie uh, <laughs> where Icarus and Cersei get together uh, oh, yeah. 
And then oh, in the yeah. immediate next scene, they get oh, married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. What's wrong with that? A, oh, look, the mouse loves monogamy, is what yeah. I'm going to say. The mouse uh, is all about that monogamy. He's not fucking about. No. He's fucking and marrying. That's all the mouse does. That, that's all he does. Look at Minnie. Look at Minnie. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like I, I watched this in a fairly busy cinema. And like there, I heard gasps from parents. <gasps> it's a Marvel movie. Wait, oh, boy. Oh, God. There was also some prick who brought a multi-pack of crisps he did to not. the cinema. Yeah. You see, but at the same time, popcorn is a really loud snack as it is. So oh, why do we allow that but not crisps? I, uh, the or entry chips. and exit to a bag of crisps or chips. Uh, mm. like it's, lou- it's louder than any form of eating. Like you crinkle that fucking mylar plastic, whatever the fuck it is. You're ruining my day. A kid got shushed. <laughs> but that's... And I like the idea that in this scene, when you're not learning anything about them, you're getting madder and madder, and then the, the, the packet <laughs> starts Just rusting. taking it out on it. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Oh, this is your fault. Just, just tell me anything. Anything about them. That's not anything just that they're in love. Anyone. Just give me any bit of information about these characters. We see, here's the thing, and this is a problem that this movie has the whole way through. There's ten of them. So you have to introduce all ten of them. Nobody gets any characterization other than Cersei, but even her characterization is just like Ajax dead, and now I can talk to the And she likes humanity, and like. She likes yeah. humanity. Not, that, I would that, say that's, that's a basis for, <laughs> for, for a characters. hero. You would say I just so. Assume. I just I know, assume they like humanity. Cersei is the main character in this, though. Like, yes. she is. Yeah. So, she does get the most. Um, but there's other, like, nice little portrayals of things. Like, they're on their way. The reason they're on the plane, they're going to get uh, Tina and Gilgamesh. Uh, yeah, they have, to, they, have, they have to turn up because they went off together because Gilgamesh was like, I'm going to look after her. She's a crazy person, but I'm the strongest person in the team. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'm fine. I'll go look after her. Look, I really like their relationship in this. Very nice. That's actually one of the very big high point, highlight of the movie. Yeah, like that that they are just... And it's not even like that they're... Like, it's not even necessarily romantic. But they just both genuinely care for each other. And their, their great scene is later on when he's like, I would literally look after you no matter what universe or, or planet or whatever we were on. Like, I would, yeah. I would be there with you. The whole way. And Exactly. And then there was like a five minute sex scene afterwards and I was like, This is really telling me some characterization. Okay. Yeah, it is. Let's get them married. Let's get them married, mouse. Give Let's me a, get them Give in. me a face swap app right quick. <laughs> uh, and actually, if you want to talk about reactions to Ajax's death, when Gilgamesh like bends the cast iron pan in his hands as it's yes. just out of the oven. Very sad. Right? Very sad. But this food movie wants to have its cake and eat it too. Because you have him, he bends it all up. Tina's like out by a tree. He's like, she's not been the same. She's got fucking mad. They turn up. She goes a bit crazy, but they, they get her back on board. Yeah. So everything is like, oh, it's a bit solemn. A bit sad. God, yeah, that was a heavy moment just then. We haven't had a quip in about oh. 95 seconds. Um, so- and so now we have to have a dinner scene where they're all joking and laughing. Of course. Yeah. Um, just like an old family. Yeah, just like a, a family reunion, if you will. 
Uh, minus Druig and Makari. I think a family reunion. I like how, like, in this movie, I think a family reunion would be a very fun scene, right? It would be mm-hmm. a really good fun scene if you got everyone back in, they're all quipping and joking. But the context of the fact is that they're all together because Ajax died yesterday and they're like, the world's going to end in fucking four days, lads. We need to get going. This is it. Like, And look, some of the best sessions I've been at have been funerals, I will say. <laughs> but It's an Irish funeral. It's definitely an Irish thing. But I, I also don't like, don't give me the family reunion scene when there's still like, what, three people? Left to left to bring in, like, yeah. But just, what about what about when when um, Kingo was drinking the spit? That was pretty good. Oh, great bit, great yeah. bit of funny right there. Gil- Gilgamesh turned into a baby. Thank you very much, Sprite. You are the comedy goals of this movie. Uh, Love Sprite. Think, like, Sprite's the best character. So, <laughs> <laughs> Druig's the best character. The, he has the coolest outfit as well. Um, the, do you think that a lot of this was put in because without it, it's not a kid's movie? I, do, I think so, yeah. I mean, my my notes for this scene, and I was just going scene by scene, is dinner line. Ajax is dead, but they got jokes. <laughs> oh, they got jokes for days. <laughs> oh, they got jokes. Because I was watching, I was like, that's a funny joke. A bit weird they put this scene here. Could have put it maybe maybe yeah. a few scenes after, a few scenes before, just have Ajax in the scene with them. I don't know. Just something. Yeah. Change it Set up. Set that somewhere. in the past and have them do jokes then. Like, yeah, when, it's, when th- it's a much funnier time and they all had no worries. Bit of hope in the world. Bob Marley mm. and all that. The, the And then they're like, oh, Icarus says the line from the trailer, like, I could lead the Avengers and everyone laughs at him. And then Cersei, who's now the leader, like the de facto leader of the group, um, goes out and like tries to communicate with the Celestials, and then we get big space exposition dump. Oh, massive exposition dump! Right Fucking all over huge. us. Huge. Oh, yeah, just because, over and because, over again oh, from multiple uh, angles. <laughs> when I thought the exposition was done, then the dump had kept a current. The dump had kept a going. <laughs> Kept a dumping. <laughs> kept a dumping. Dumping. <laughs> um, so they just basically have to explain the whole premise. And so the Celestia's like, it's, it's like the Celestia's like, she doesn't fucking know. Here, look, bring her in. We'll sit her down. Just, here we go. It's like, yeah. It's like when you, you, you like have a new role in your job and they give you like... Tutorials. Uh, you know, the, yeah, the entirety of the job is summed up in one PowerPoint. And, like, that's what you're after the next three years, okay? Good. So, we basically learned the Celestials, all the thing of coming to Earth and then them fighting off the Deviants, all a very good thing. However, you know, in five days, um, the population of the Earth has now gotten too high, so everyone's going to have to die because there's going to be a big monster who's living in the centre of the Earth. He's going to be woken up. He's a Celestial. He wakes up kills everyone we're gonna mind wipe all you motherfuckers again stick you back in the ship fly you to another planet restart the whole thing don't worry you won't remember a thing anyway I'll talk to you after have a guy's dinner you drink and spit fair play I also, to you I save all your memories for some reason don't know why it'll never play into anything ever again uh, <laughs> Tina's kind of he and them she's kind of not we're not gonna really play on that anymore <laughs> but the conflict there is that the celestials make galaxies and make life like, that's what they do. So, like, the Celestial needs to be born for that to happen. So, by saving the Earth, they're condemning billions, if not trillions. But, 
those billions and trillions don't exist yet, is all I'm saying. Like, they, they don't know any different. So, mm. what if you just save the Earth and plant a celestial on a different planet and fill it with, like, moss or something? Because that's alive. I mean, I feel like you're seeing some logic here. Because what about if we did a big hand coming out of the ocean? What if we got all the infinity stones and half the population, thereby delaying the inevitable birth of a celestial? <laughs> that was, you know what? Imagine the celestial's like, oh, for fuck's sake. We were this close. <laughs> We've waited 9,000 years and this fucker comes along. <laughs> you couldn't have stopped him. I told the lads not to get involved, though. It's my own fault, really. It is actually my own fault. I should have told the me. lads to get involved. <laughs> and then the Avengers bring everyone back and they're like, fuck you, yeah, we don't have to report this, it's fine. <laughs> Device, device like the report's due tomorrow so they're like the head celestial like tell him he's that you're on his left tell him you're on his fucking left oh James we could be coming in clutch here lads it's Friday just like at watching the, they're, they're like holding their clock cards right above the fucking puncher if he comes into this Monday morning he's gonna be fucking pissed we better hope they bring him all back I am Iron Man fuck yeah all high five Something happened in the woods, but for humanity. Literally, that's it. And so then, another solemn scene where they tell the other Eternals this news. Everyone's sad. Everyone is... Everyone's kind of taken aback at first. And then and then Kingo drinks out a spit cup again. And then, and then there's a little... God, Kingo. Because I was you thinking, just... I was sitting here going, they've just found out all their lives are meaningless. All their lives are basically meaningless. Everyone they know is going to die. And they all have to star again, but they won't even be aware of it. Their identity's going to be wiped. But at the same time, though, there is a lot of spit in that beer. And a lot Sprite, of spit in that a, beer. Sprite is a little fucking kid, but she's like a grown-up. So yeah. that's a bit of a laugh as well. There's the comedy happening right there, lads. Um, look, it's the, it's the midpoint of the movie, shall we say. And it's like, there's, there's also there's no stairs. Olympia. Like they find no, out yeah. Like, they always thought that they were from a planet. They're like, nah, you're just clones. <laughs> you're just kind of, we just made you. And yeah, yes. that's another thing. Because, like, the Eternals in the comics are like, they're, they're organic beings. Like, they, they, they are real. But in this, they're android robot things. I, I, but there's, like, a million of them. Like, it's an iRobot scene where there's, like, a thousand of them all in the same room. Yeah, they're all copies of copies of copies or something. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to me. But you know what the smallest detail they should have done? And it's such a stupid thing that probably doesn't even matter but they should have shown if they're going to introduce the memory scene of like all your memories are in here just show Tina's wall and just show like a crack in it or some shit like just yeah. show me like oh I, I fucking ran into that last week <laughs> we were all celebrating the boys could bring all the people back I ran yeah. into it I got fucking pissed <laughs> oh someone threw a bottle and oh look <laughs> so we should go mad that's on me lads that one's on me as well um, and so yeah they sit down they learn the truth everybody is devastated now they're like right we got four days we gotta stop this fucking big celestial from coming yeah. out of the ocean because we like how, living how do we stop a celestial oh maybe we Is can that, just put him to sleep we, who could put him to who's the greatest Dublin man we all know and then they go visit Barry they go visit Barry who is like he's just Irish in this and it's amazing because we never get like a, just a proper Irish that's a accent. proper North Dublin accent like like you, he, they always tone it down like it's always I'm sure it's the same for if you're English or American but on the, if you're doing a movie you would tone it down 
to like yeah. make it more generic, make it more general. But, but Barry Keown says, "What do you want, lads?" That's a line that he says in this movie. And it's fucking brilliant. And I was like, I'd say that. I would say that the exact same way. I speak like that. Also, I think he gets every... I think there's like a couple of the word shit in this movie. I think Barry Keown gets every single one of them. Shit shit out of an Irish accent, though. Sounds lyrical. Sounds like... Oh, it does. There's a lilt to it. Shit. (laughs) Oh, shit, boy. Oh, Oh, shit, shit, boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and so yeah they go visit uh, Druig and he's got his little commune that he's set up um, bit of a cult but yeah bit of a cult but is it a cult though because a cult implies I don't think that so they, well a cult implies that they believe in like his ideals and his, his thing. but I don't think any of them believe I think he just his mind fucked them all like he's just brainwashed them in terms of like he could just take over their minds that's the thing he says like he he Intended to just keep in control forever, but he gave him. I think they can leave whenever they want. Like, it's just that he oh, jumps in. I think so. I think it's just he like just jumps in and says, "Turn around." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like it's just like he's like, "It's a simple life, and these people are happy, and I protect them." Uh, we also get introduced to the fact that King goes like, "Ah, oh, Sprite, I know you fancy Icarus. You've loved yeah. him all your life, but you're a little child, so it's kind of weird. But never mind." You yeah, love him not, so much. We're not getting into the, the logistics of things, mm-hmm. but mm. you are Peter... No, he's Peter Pan? Who's Peter yeah, Pan? And, she, and she's Tinkerbell. Yeah, and mm. Cersei is Wendy. And so you have... Um, and I am Rufio. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes into song. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then... Uh, Druig's, uh, his lovely abode, his humble abode, gets attacked by deviants. And I'll be honest with you, I was mad, because I was like, he's after working hard on that little farm, and these fuckers... 5,000 years, he's been grand. 5,000 years, and the poor lad just still has his Dublin accent. I, I just respect that so much. And <laughs> yeah. so Some people just, lose it, but no, not him. No, not him. And so he... Um, the. Yeah, they all turn up. And this is also before that, Tina has the lovely scene with Gilgamesh where he's like, I would protect you, like, no matter what happens. Because she's like, oh, I'm losing my mind. And he's like, that doesn't matter. Like, I will look after you. Yeah, we'll look after you. Yeah. Yeah, because we're friends. But it's a really nice scene. It's really, it's actually the most real scene between any of them in the whole movie, I would say. Those are two very good actors. I really Mm -hmm. like Gilgamesh. I think he's he's one of my favourite characters in this. I think Angelina Jolie is really, really good in this. I feel, yeah, I feel like she was originally had more, but some of her stuff was cut. Because her storyline, she just kind of gets over it at the end. That That's a good point. But I think what she's given, she does really good. Yeah, she, do, she does it. I Yeah, and this is another thing. I don't believe Icarus as the strongest Eternal. No, she's way stronger than him. She's so much stronger. Just like how she carries herself, how we've seen her fight. But everyone's just like, oh, Icarus is the strongest of all of us. Oh, he's Superman. Oh, Every like, time I see Icarus, he's like struggling against the yeah. Indians. And she's just cutting off limbs. like she, She's just mowing through them. So I was kind of like, yeah. unless the idea is that, oh, she's the strongest, but at the same time, she's losing her mind. So Icarus is the strongest. Maybe. Maybe, but I don't like it. I, I would like to, like, if Icarus is the strongest, I would like to see him be the strongest. Yeah, and he should, like, wipe her out at the end. Yeah, like, or, uh, yeah, and should, like, rip a deviant pure in half with his bare hand. Like, 
some kind of symbolism that like no he is superman you know what you would like he should have lifted the bus in camden he should have lifted the bus like <laughs> superman on the front of action comics oh yeah they had the, um, <clears throat> they had the icarus shot of the comic books where he does the laser eyes into the sky and he has the arms yeah. in. That's in the final fight scene. But I was like, I recognise that comic cover. <laughs> we did that. Um, it's a good cover. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they all get attacked. And, I mean, it's not going well. Because there seems to just be a lot of them. In terms of, there's just so many monsters. And there just appears to keep being more and more. At the start, yeah. like, there's, only, there's only like two. But then Icarus takes one and there's still like another five. And so I was like, okay. Yeah, and there's like one in charge and then there's others with different skill sets kind of a thing. Um, Barry does some very good gunfighting in this. (laughs) He's literally in the scene for about 30 seconds. (laughs) Richard Madden is in this scene for about five minutes. And you're like, yeah, but Barry with that shotgun though. Like he's flipping around and shooting at the same time. Oh my God. Take notes, Richard Madden, which are flippy flying, and you're yeah. and you're going through. He actually goes through some hardship here. He's absolutely getting battered around. He's the getting destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Strongest eternal, my whole. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is that, that Tina is now stuck to a tree, and she's about to die. Um, yeah, and this is when Gilgamesh comes in, and he sacrifices himself to save her. Yes, and by extension, gives the. The Deviant Crow, I think, is the Deviant's name. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to the name, Sean, I must admit. That's fair, but it absorbs his powers and becomes a smart boy. Becomes Ultron? Kind of? A bit Ultron-y, but, like, never gets the... the. He never get Like, there's no... He wants to destroy the Eternals because he knows that... The Eternals and the Deviants were both created by the Celestials. I'm and he's like, you destroy... Yeah. I'm gonna be- it's a shit villain. It's a shit villain. It really is. It's He just dies nothing. in like 30 seconds in the last battle. Like, yeah, because he, he has this fight and then we don't see him again until the end. And, you, and he turns up and you're like, fuck, this guy's a badass. He's after killing two of them. Like, yeah. he's, he's juiced to the gills. Like, he's ready to go. And then Tina just like... Just kills him in about two minutes and you never see him again. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think in the comics Tina had a relationship with a deviant. And I thought that's where that was gonna go, that like Gilgamesh Gilgamesh's like spirit was gonna take over or something like that. Which I, li- I like that, or else I like the idea that she hears the voice and then that I like the, oh, we'll get to that scene. <laughs> we, yeah, we'll get we to, it, get to sorry. that scene, yeah. Um, and so then you have um, Druig was talking and he has a really really good scene where he's just like do you not think that I could have I wanted to just take over the world for a little bit like I could have if you wanted yeah. like I could just take over the whole world and change everybody's minds and you couldn't do anything about it like you wouldn't be powerful enough to stop me but I didn't so get off my fucking back basically yeah. Yeah, like, I know right from wrong. And, like, I, I, I make my own choices. Like, that's his whole thing. And so then they have one one funeral scene for Gilgamesh. And then... Boom. God. For, don't even know who Gilgamesh is. Never seen the man before. Yeah, fuck life. Gilgamesh, says I. Like, <laughs> Tina's the only one who remembers. Everyone's like, Gilgamesh, Smilgamesh, fuck off. And so the next goal is... 
now it's Festus, right? Uh, uh, yes, or Fastus. So Fastus, what, the, what, what they have to do is they're basically like, Druig, can you put the thing to sleep? And Druig is like, I can't do it by myself. It's a celestial. We're going to need somebody else. Yeah. And so they're like, we've got like another four that we have to introduce. So <laughs> let's go get Fastus. And so then they go up to Chicago and Fastus is there with his family. And they're just like, do you want to come with us? And he's like, no, I do not. <laughs> and they're like, everyone you know is going to die in four days if you don't. And he's like, fuck it. <laughs> Jez, I may so. <laughs> Jez, and he's, he's talked into it. And he's like, oh, fine. Because he's really, because he gave up on humanity for a while. Because he, he did um, Hiroshima. He didn't do Hiroshima. He gave them, there, the, he gave them the tech. He, he taught that, yeah, like, and not even like, oh, here's some blueprints for an atom bomb. But he, like, he gave them science, basically. And then humanity took that down the path that led to the atom bomb. And he's like, if I didn't teach them how to build a steam engine, yeah. then this wouldn't have happened. So he's taking that blame on him. And he doesn't want anything to do with humanity in any way. Now, yeah. I do have one major problem with any of them getting with anybody just in terms of yeah. romantically, and that is the aging. Because yeah. what happens when his child is like 40 and is just like, Dad, you look the same <laughs> as you did when I was three. <laughs> These genes, you know? Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. And like uh, Kingo and Sprite apparently were hanging around for a while, but they had to move every five years because people were like, that kid hasn't aged. And Kingo apparently got sick of that. And I don't even mind them being with each other, but I think, I think if you were around for that log, and I know this is like a weird take. No, so, was gonna f. Yeah, oh, sorry. I just want to say, the, uh, Sprite and King, they were just like, oh yeah, together sorry, as, yeah, no, I, as like yeah, a team, like out. yeah, yeah. Um, but the, a weird thing is, I think if you were immortal, I think you would just eventually stop. Like after the first relationship, you would just stop going with anybody who wasn't immortal, just for yeah. the sole reason that like you have to just see multiple people die repeatedly, and then just be like, well, move on to the next one. I suppose that's it. Like that's that's like every that's like the curse of immortality. Like is is you see everyone you know and love die, and, and I don't I don't do even mind it. if that relationship was like in the flashbacks, but the fact that he's lived like seven thousand years and now he's still like, yeah, I'm gonna get with a human. Um, I was kind of just like, you definitely wouldn't, though. Like, you would still be like, it's a bit iffy. Yeah, a bit iffy. Now, they do establish that, like, back in Babylon, he was, like, he was just in his lab the whole time. He didn't go out and actually, like, oh, maybe, meet yeah, he, people. He, once he stopped being an Eternal, then that was when he discovered that, oh, I kind of do want to fight love and all that stuff. Yeah, like, he stopped using his powers a, a, a bit. And then he, like, maybe had some time to go outside and meet someone, you know? And so yeah, Fastos basically leaves his family, um, and he's like, he's talk, he's looking at the husband and the, the son. And he's like, I'll talk to you after. Gotta go save the planet with all the superhero friends. Um, yeah. And so then they go off and they have to find the spaceship. Um, they're they're the, basically the Domo, I think it's called. Yeah, <clears throat> was it? And that's... and so um, Macri is in the spaceship when, when they arrive. So now we've been introduced. Just chilling, and we've just been introduced to all of them now successfully. Yeah. Um, and how do you feel about the relationship between Druig and Macari? I'm all in. It's oh, it's so good, right? <laughs> They're so sweet together. 
But it's only because it's drooing. That <laughs> deserves love. And he's found it. And, like, he's clearly cool that, like, she just hangs out and reads and, like, you know, they've all Drewing, ironically, for the man who has the power of mind control, he, I think he'd be the coolest of just being like, yeah, look, you do you. I'm just going to do my own thing, you do your own thing, but at the end of the day, we're together, like, we'll just, we'll yeah. come back together. And, like, at bedtime, we'll be together, but I got, I got stuff to do, you got stuff to do, we'll see what happens. That's fine, that's fine, we'll, we'll meet in the middle somewhere, yeah. it's fine. Uh, if And look, this is a great scene, they decide to do the the, the Unimind that the, from the comics, which is Unified. now done via a special bracelet. I like uh, how uh, King goes like, could we not just do a brainstorm? Little, brainstorm? That's a way better name. <laughs> no, I designed it. It's the Unimind. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, the idea is that they're going to put all the powers they have into one of them, and then they're going to fight the Celestial, um, and basically either put it to sleep, or beat it, or kill it, basically. One to yeah. Yeah, if it's Druig, they're going to put sleep. If it's Cersei, probably they're going to they're going to kill it because she turned a deviant into a tree. Yeah, and they're all very interested in how she can turn deviants into other things. It's like yeah. that's very handy that we could be able to use that. She's not able to uh, affect living things. Basically, is what she said. Um, and so then this is when we have the big flashback because Icarus is like, he leaves the room. He's not happy with the mission. And yeah. you're like, why is he not happy? He doesn't doesn't make any sense because they're like, Icarus is so good. Kingo is basically like hitting you over the head. Like Icarus is the best. Oh, Icarus I fucking love coolest. Icarus, man. <laughs> yeah, Icarus is the coolest dude ever. He never betrays. You know, if there's one thing I say about Icarus, he's reliable. He's a reliable kind of guy. Flashback, yeah, solid. Icarus killing Ajax. <laughs> I like that they used the one from the trailer in it because you're like, yeah, you think that's it. It makes sense when you watch it in the trailer. It's like, oh, that's in the movie at the start, and then it didn't happen. And then as the movie was going, I was like, oh, that's when she dies because Icarus definitely did it. Yeah, the Icarus heel turn was something that got spoiled on me, but watching the movie. You do kind of see it coming. Oh yeah, I, I didn't know, yeah. but I just uh, I was like, well, the only scene I know that Ajax is in again is the one with Icarus, and yeah. that's at her house where her body is found. So I'm going to assume. Sauce. <laughs> that but, he he, did well, it. but he doesn't even do it that simply because he flies her to Alaska to see the remaining deviants, lets them kill her and absorb her power, and then flies back to South Dakota. Hmm. And then lasers the ground in anguish. Which, surely that would still be there when they arrive a few days later. Because this is like laser marks ago. in the ground. Yeah. yeah. And they might say, Icarus, have you been here? Because it looks like laser marks. And we know Ajax doesn't have lasers. And we know Cyclops isn't in this universe yet. So it's fucking, <laughs> yeah. it's all adding up. And the Deviants, not a near bit of laser with them either. So there's only one person we know with laser eyes. And that's you, and those are laser eye marks in the grass. Yeah. Never brought up again. He kills Ajax. And we find out he did it because there's a difference of opinion. Ajax is like, we need to stop the Celestials. They're going to kill yeah. everyone on the planet and then they're going to start again. And he's like, we need to stick to the mission. The mission is that no matter good or bad, yeah. we don't interfere. We let them kill everyone and then we'll continue the mission on another planet. He's fully bought into like the celestial like Kool Aid that they're mm. just like no this this is it this is the cycle this is how it works, which makes sense because I like the fact that Ajax is smart enough so like 
I just like the dichotomy of Ajax is this character that doesn't really have a lot of powers, but is the leader because she's the smartest, I would say. And then you have yeah. Icarus, who has all the powers, but he's dumb. He's not smart enough to realise he's dumb. So he's that's, thinking, yeah, he's I'm aware. Just, he's following orders, and that's all he's ever done, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and he doesn't even realise what he's doing. He's just like, this is the way to do it. They told me this is the way. And I'm the, I'm yeah. the powerhouse, so you got to listen to me, because I'm the best. And then so they go back into like the, the, the control room of the ship, and he's just suiting up. On his own, and they're like, "What? What's going on here?" And and he, Cersei comes out and is like, "I love you, Takers." I'm like, "Oh, gal, you could oh. do better. <laughs> you could do." Yeah, you really could, Dane. Go go back to Dane. <laughs> Dane's so nice. He's me, he's re, he's reconnecting with his long lost uncle. She doesn't. He doesn't want it. He's he's you're his queen. I can only assume. <laughs> um, and so. Uh, yeah, Icarus comes back in, and you're at this point. You're like, he's the bad guy, um, and he's just like, this is a shit plan. I'm gonna fuck all y'all up. We're not doing any of this. This is a terrible yeah. idea. The Celestials put us here. Anyone interrupts has to go through me. Um, yeah, and then Kingo is immediately uh, like, this is a terrible idea. I'm running away. <laughs> that yeah, Kingo. Kingo's weird. Kingo is like, has been in two minds about this the whole time whether to go with the plan or to save the earth um and he just kind of leaves in this movie never sees again no like it's weird that he's not in the final battle right <clears throat> not even like the bit at the end where he shows up and he's like i changed my mind I'd yeah need, i love you guys more than i even care about what my decision is like i just rather help you yeah, but like he just he just vanishes and we don't see him again until the the wrap up at the end. Um, yeah, it's very strange. But this is the scene where you get the the valet driver, and he's like he's he's come to terms with the fact that Earth is going to be destroyed, and he turns around and he says thank you to the Eternals for all they've done over the years, and it's a really heartfelt goodbye, and it's in the human perspective on this problem that in all honesty doesn't affect the Eternals that much no and he's just kind of saying thank you also we missed the best joke is that they keep being like when during the fight scene at Druig's place they're like where do you keep all these cameras because he keeps destroying <laughs> yeah. more and he just keeps all of like, have small, a backup. like smaller and smaller VCRs <laughs> yeah. just keep coming out um, and so yeah he, he basically leaves um, it's so weird that King goes not brought back in any way until the end there has to be a reason for that right like like not even just even a, a short bit in the final scene when Icarus is kicking the shit out of them and he's like I'm here now I'll help yeah and he does his little shooty gun thing it's I mean do you think he has to make those guns or do you think he just does it because it's cool I think he just does it because it's cool definitely yeah visually cool. I would yeah I, like if you he could make it just with one finger but it's not as effective unless you stick the thumb up and you start going oh, pew of course. pew Pew pew, the noises help, definitely. <laughs> the noises yeah. help. Um, so yeah, Icarus fucks off. He's like, you're going to go through me. None of you are strong enough. I'm way stronger than all I'm the best. And so they're left with just, um, they've got Cersei, um, you've got Sprite, 
who also leaves with Icarus, I should say. She's like, yeah. this is my chance. We're going to fall in love. I'm leaving I'm shoot right my here. shot right here. <laughs> yeah, she shoots her shot and she leaves. And she's like, I want all the people to die as well. I want to start again and not be a kid. Um, I don't know if that's how it works because you're a clone, Sprite. So you'll probably just be clothed in the same, the same body. Um, so Icarus is left, Fastos, Macri, Druig. There you're, there yes. you're four left. And Tina, sorry, five. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, and uh, yeah. And so, Macquarie has figured out where the Celestial will be born. And so they all head there. And I, also, I really like the scene of, and this is such a small thing, of Macquarie and the speed running. I think it's a good effect. It's great. I quite like it. So, so good. Yeah, you're the, first uh, speeding around the, around the world, just checking out where the, next, where the Celestial's going to come from. I was like, that's what you'd do if you were that quick. And I like that it's effortless for her as well. Like, she's not out of breath by the end of it. No, she's just like, she could cover the whole world in like 10 seconds. Yeah, and it's nothing. Um, and so, yeah, she, she eventually finds it and then they're like, okay, we got to go there. So they all show up and... Um, and you have uh, Icarus turns up at the ship first of all so he sees the ship coming him and Sprite are there at the volcano and he sees the ship coming and he's like I'm going to go sort this out so he flies into the ship and it's him v Tina at a 1v1 which is pretty cool to be fair Um, yeah and the, the, the fight choreography in this whole movie is pretty good considering they're fighting with light most of the time we also, sorry, just um, Tina and Cersei have like a pep talk on their way there. And Cersei's like, I don't know if I can do this. And she's like, you've got to do this. Like, yeah. it's, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, like you were chosen for a reason. Um, and they they use the ball that lets you talk to Celestials. They use that to power the Unimind uh, so that they can give all the power to Cersei or Druig. And then they, then they suit up. There's a big suit-up scene. Big suit-up scene. Little bracelets added this time. Bat nipples. Bat bum. Little no. suit-up scene. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, the fight between Icarus and Tina on the ship is quite good. And that's all a distraction so that they can basically run up to the top of the volcano. And once Druig starts going, Icarus decides, I've finished with Tina. He flies out and immediately comes out and fucks Druig up. Almost throws him into the earth. He yeah. throws him into the earth and then laserize him while he's in the earth. So I was like, I hate Icarus now. And I like Richard Madden, but I would... Oh, boys. Yeah. Had me go I was on the there. fence, I, but now he's really done it. <laughs> yeah. Up until this point, I was like, let's hear him out, guys. But then he attacked the lad. He attacked our boy. And I'm like, you leave Barry alone, right? Nobody touches I, Barry except for North Dubliners and us. <laughs> only we're allowed to do that um and then you have just the rest of the eternals just dunking on icarus for a while yeah it's it's like 3v1 for a long time and it's them using all their individual powers together and macri like is holding her own by herself she's like speed running like punching them and then running past and punching them again and that's always great when you have like a powerhouse against the speedrunner it's just very cool visually because you've got like the speed like trying to keep up and then the powerhouse just needs to get them once and it's all yeah needs one hit or one laser blast i also like how fastest fights uh using his like technology so he has like these like blaster gun things 
Yeah, and he just he's thinking of things on the fly and making them out of cosmic energy. And the like grapples that he puts Icarus in are really cool. Yeah, and you also have, and you think, Jesus, what's going to happen now? Then the deviant shows up, the real smart oh. one. So this, I was like, Crow? this this must be the last final act. This is a big deal. This guy showed yeah. up. He's going to take all their might to defeat this guy. He's he's killed two of them, and so he punches Icarus. And then, which is a bit of a weird one, he punches Icarus, and then they all start punching him. And then he goes into a cave, and Tina's like, holds up one hand, and he's like, she's like, this guy's a little fucking bitch. I'm going to go yeah. sort him out <laughs> by myself. And then Tina's like, okay, and gotten over all of those issues that I had earlier in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I had issues, now I no longer have issues. And I she slices his head off. Out. Yeah, and because it starts speaking like Gilgamesh. And you think she's going to like be absorbed and then... I legitimately thought they were going to kill off Tina so that they wouldn't have to pay Angelina Jolie's fee for any sequels. <laughs> not, not for any plot reasons, which is like... It's a fucking big budget though, to be fair. You pay off Angelina again. It's a lot. Like, like, like There's a reason why there's a few Eternals dead in this movie. I, uh, I do love how Tina fights though. I think like they really yeah. get across how much of a badass she is. That like She, she is the best fighter out of all of them. Like, multiplied by five. Oh yeah, like because she in in like legend is the Greek goddess of war. Like so, yeah. she's just the best fighter, and she has like the spear and the shield, um, which works and so I love well that for that. They're not physical; that she just like creates them whenever she yeah. needs them. So she's always ready to go. The um, so no, like Tina is Tina is one of the better developed characters, I think. Yeah, and uh, now I think a lot of that does come down to it is Angelina Jolie. So it's yeah, a lot so you're easier. <laughs> it's a lot. No, it's a lot easier to develop someone because we kind of like we know her. Like we've seen her in movies for years. So yeah. she comes out and people are like, "She's a badass." We're just like, "Well, she's a badass." We just I'm gonna assume because like that's Lara Croft or whatever you want to do. That, like, that's Mrs. Smith. That's that's the lady from Wanted. <laughs> um, but it's just ah the tourist. <laughs> But like, I do think you have star presence. So someone's like, she's yeah. a badass. I'm like, okay, I'm all in. Whereas it's a lot harder. Like, say you have, um, like, Sprite. Liam McHugh playing Sprite. And I'm sure Liam McHugh, great actress. But I don't really personally... I mean, it's not offensive to say she's not as well known as Angelina Jolie. Or anyone in this cast, probably other than... And neither Richard are Madden. we. Neither, right. neither are we. Richard Madden is probably... And Kit Harrington are probably the only two... And Kumail. But Richard Madden and Kit Harrington were probably the biggest TV show of all time. Or one of the top five. They so, do have that going for him, yeah. But even they are like a tent of where her star level is. So it's easy for her character to come across a lot more. Whereas I do think they had to work a lot harder for other ones. And they just didn't put in... There just isn't the time to give any of yeah. these people the characterization. Yeah, and it's... It's... And it, but and it, it reflects then on the even the villains of this, like the the crow, the super deviant, is just a nothing character. I forgot uh, his name was the crow in between you telling me it was the crow earlier on. It's not that crow. It's K R O. Is this even worse? Even fucking uh, worse. <laughs> and like Icarus, like there should that should be more tragic than it is. Surely, if that's uh, played but, by anyone lesser than Richard Madden, that character is the most boring character. Yeah, in the world. literally. 
it's because like, of Richard Madden that we're like, okay, well, we care slightly. Do you know what would have been a power move is if they had somehow cast Henry Cavill as Icarus. <laughs> that was that's like another level up. Like, yeah. fuck you. Look at this yeah. guy. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's like Superman. And, and I bet and I bet like he'd pump his arms <laughs> before he started the fight scene. Oh yeah, Mission Impossible style. That's his cosmic power. Um, the, so, so yes, Tina immediately defeats Crow. Um, don't need to big him up he's just killed two Celestials or Celestials Eternals throughout the movie yeah. pretty big deal dead in 60 seconds don't need him because now we moved on to the other big bad which turns out to be Sprite and her little knife and so Cersei shows up and she's like I'm gonna stop her um, and you have uh, Cersei there or sorry Sprite there stabs her straight through the back pretend to be Ajax just like has a vision of her there mm. ready to go yeah stabs her through the back yeah, and, and it's just like Saz, but I mean Icarus is a pretty cool dude, so I'm going to follow him. The only thing that could stop Sprite now is a swift punch to the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> and the best movie, or the best, the best part of the movie comes up in five, four, three, two, one, <laughs> and Druid comes in and punches Sprite, knocks her out with a punch to the back of the head. <laughs> I just have Druig punches the head off her. <laughs> yeah. He just fucking decks her from the back. One punch. And, and he's like, that was very what? moving. I was just like, Druig, powerful. That's a powerful yeah. characterization. I love that. By the way, Druig, completely underwritten in this movie as well, but we just love Barry. But we've just we've just sampled every facet of that character. I was like, no, he's perfect. He's the peak human. <laughs> I think he's actually probably the most underwritten character. <laughs> He's just kind of brooding, but God, I love him. I think it's probably him and Sprite are the two under most underwritten. And then, no, Macri as well. Like, we know nothing about her. Um, yeah. Mm. Like, I don't At know. I don't even think they're family, underwritten. So yeah, I just think they don't have very much to do for a lot of it. Yeah. Like, it's a um, lot of let's go here, let's go here, let's go here, let's go here the whole way through the movie. And then um, you have... Uh, they basically have to turn up the Cersei shows up and Icarus shows up because Icarus is like yeah. he's gotten free and he's like I can't let you do this because Celestials we have to let them kill everyone that's just the deal and Cersei's like that's a really bad idea that's re- really dumb um, yeah. so laser blast me in the face why don't you <laughs> if you really hate me that much and he starts crying because he's like you know, I don't want to blow up my one love who their romance didn't really come across on screen but I can't kill her now I'm so sad and she, she'll surely be sad surely she has no one else in the world to love her <laughs> and um, also let's, let's just talk about the big the big yeah. thing here that I don't like um, and it's oh, literally yeah, big it's a big it's hand it's pretty big it's a big, big hand, big, fucking big, hand big face. Big celestial yeah. coming out of the planet. Can I just ask, and I just, just really quickly, can you explain how everyone on the planet is not dead once that this hand is, and head comes out of the planet? This is the thing. And this is, mm. and I, I never thought I would equate these two universes in my mind. But yeah. it's a similar problem to what you have with Moonfall, where the planet is in such delicate balance specifically in relation to distribution of mass, Mm. that I feel something big coming out of the centre of the Earth and moving to the outside, while not only affecting tides and coastlines, 
might also affect the way the earth rotates a bit. I I think that head is probably the size of a country. Or Oh I mean, yeah. It's it's quite large and it comes out of the sea. From where? Where's the hole it's left? If it has left a hole, what has happened to fill up that hole? Has all the ocean flowed in there? I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Um I'm wondering Okay. Remember I was saying about rumours and how I want to be right about something eventually? Yes. There is an island in Marvel Comics called Genosha. And that is where the mutants live. I feel at some point there is going to be a mutant colony built on that big stone celestial hand or face. Can I follow that up though with how does that explain... <laughs> oh, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't at all. Also, in this movie, the Earth is being rocked by like earthquakes and tsunamis and shit, yeah. and that's just all in the background. Don't worry uh, about. It. No need. No, there's an earthquake in London. That's that's pretty big news. Well, uh, even bigger news. There's a big fucking monster coming out of the center of the Earth. Everyone's fine. Everyone yeah, high fives when it's happening. We did it. Keep dodging that question. Yeah, we, we saved the city. He only uh, got half out of the hole. Oh, well, if he had gotten the whole way out, then we all definitely would have been dead. But halfway... How do you reconcile with that as a regular human? Like, how do you just acknowledge the fact that that's happened? There's a monster in the earth. The, like, how do you come to terms with that? It's like in Transformers, where the earth is a Transformer. Uh the there's I've, I think I've told you about this before. I don't know if I said it on the show. Have you heard of uh, the Galactus conspiracy? Um, I th- vaguely remember it. Go on. So there's a thing in Marvel Comics. There's a, a a group of people who don't believe that Galactus is real because for the simple fact that a person called Mysterio exists in the world and can make big illusions appear in the sky. So Galactus, what's more likely? A cloud. Naturally a cloud. But what's mm-hmm. more likely? That that dude being real or the special effects dude made everyone believe it. Seems very so, realistic so far, Sean, in terms of how you're describing this, because I think that's everything and everything in real life as well. That I think you might be right actually. Uh so <clears> all <throat> I'm saying is if the if the earth is flat, then the celestial could have just come through the bottom. <laughs> See? You know what? Got this there. movie might back up the Flat Earth Society because Round Earth, he pops out like a little egg. We're fucked. But Flat Earth, he comes up to the middle. You'd still be okay on the edges. It's just the little yeah. bit, the little divot he's made in the middle. Any excess water, because if he punched a hole through, any excess water could just drain out into space. Exactly. And so nothing would be affected. <laughs> like a big plug hole. He's leaving in the earth, though, and he's popped out. You can't unbreak an egg, even if he gets out a hand. It's still too much. <laughs> yeah, I like. I don't know where they're going to go with that. I don't know how that's going to be addressed in future. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot, lot for this movie to do. For this movie to do that to that universe. <laughs> um, and so Cersei uses her powers, uh, and she turns the whole thing. Um, into ice or stone I thought stone stone if it's ice that's even worse because that's going to yeah, melt no, man that's, gonna that's melt. in the pacific ring of fire she's going to melt in no global warming and that, to be fair that wouldn't work 
No, no, Connor. Why did nobody think of bringing the celestial up from the middle of the earth, then creating ice that way? Then we've got more glaciers. That's smart. It's not the glaciers is the issue, though. It's the heat that melts the glaciers and causes levels yeah, to rise. Yeah, but why don't we just add more ice, Sean, Look, by bringing Connor. a big monster and turning them to ice? More ice. We take the ice from external sources, bring it here. Are you thinking of that episode of The Simpsons where they go <laughs> mining for ice to yeah. sell in the stores? <laughs> It's, okay. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. You're not getting me here. It makes makes perfect sense. Okay, well then let me say this to you, Connor. What if Icarus just flew into the sun? <laughs> <laughs> just cause. Just for no reason. I mean, they, for like they stop. They stop the celestials, and I feel like he's a bit embarrassed at that stage. He's like, oh, he's like, he can't go back. There's egg on my face. I like, I wanted everyone to die like four minutes ago. And now everyone's not going to die. Nobody's going to let me forget that. There'll be no drinking spit beer tonight, boys. Oh, the boys won't even look at me. The boys won't even... Drewing doesn't want a pint with me. He's he's disgusted with me. He Um, wants a pint with everyone. Yeah, he's fucking Irish. And so I may just... What could I do? Uh, I could move to a different country, move to a different planet, I suppose. I can fly in space, so I could move... Fly to the sun? Yeah. Yeah, that would be historically sun. poetic, you know. Uh, what if Icarus <laughs> flew just a bit too close to that sun? I don't think he flew a bit too close. I think he flew directly into it. I don't even think... Do you think he's dead? Yes. Even if he flew into the sun? Yeah, especially if he flew into the sun. All right, all right. I'm not, I'm not calling <laughs> you. But I just think he flew into the sun, Sean. I, think I know, would... it'd be really weird if he came back, I grant you. Yeah. But what if he comes back all burned? Like a cartoon. <laughs> with like a tan. Yeah. <laughs> Your man just with like a little tan and sunglasses on. But like the sunglasses have like the white bits oh, where he had the sunglasses on. He's like on. Bermuda. Bermuda yeah. Icarus. And he has like yeah. the shorts and the shirt on. He's got a coconut <laughs> drink in one hand. <laughs> How's it going, guys? <laughs> we stop at another celestial? Um, Bit of sun cream just on the nose. <laughs> Um, so they all stop. They all stop the the big celestial. Everybody's delighted. Um, Druig even gets the gal. Um, Macri's like yeah. Druig, you're a nice man, and I would like to be romantic with you. And so she doesn't say it out loud, and he doesn't say it out loud. Nobody says anything, but it's just implied that they are into each other and subtle. Yeah. And I don't like it. I want, I want a ten minute sex scene. I want a marriage scene. I want to know. I want them holding hands and shouting into each other's face that they love each other. Right, okay. One of those characters is deaf, so, you know. Yeah. uh, But but, everything else, uh, you can still have before that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you can just... Can you do sign language in caps lock? I don't know. Uh, She can still shout at him. And Drew can just be like, all right. Yeah, yeah, totally. And (laughs) look... It's. I like that they're together at the end. Though. Like, it's not this tragic thing that like Macari stays on Earth and Druid goes off into space. Like, you're just like, oh no, we're just gonna we're gonna stick together now. That's that's something we're gonna do. I like a bit of characterization for both of them because they both be kind of left alone a little bit. So let's give them each other just to add a bit. Maybe of that's a how they like it, Connor. Maybe yeah. they're private people. Maybe <laughs> it's a movie, though. <laughs> we're meant to know about them. Um, right well what we need now is Druig in a fucking sick jacket though no so they go off so they they leave the planet because they're going to go fight other celestials that are causing mm-hmm. ma- mischief and mayhem and they're going to go stop them um, yeah. 
and then simultaneously in possibly the worst part of the movie but I haven't talked through it there is quite a few bits that I didn't really like but Sprite just grad just joins back yeah. up with the team just no Sprite becomes a human yeah because uh, that's just I mean that's just the power that people have so that's just they're able to do that could you not have just aged her up as an eternal though shut like, up what the fuck I, are you talking about she wants sorry. to be a child and go to school for some reason what about yeah. that couldn't they school looked at her and awful. said didn't you want everyone to die five minutes ago one two didn't you stab me four minutes ago three they, those are bad looks for a friendship it is, but also like it, like if you're turning her to human, could you not like she's seven thousand or so years old? Yeah, could you not make her like twenty five, mm. and just be like, look, you're schooling, you don't have to go to school. Realistically, you probably don't have to get a job. You'll be grand. Why would she need to go to school anyway? Just in general, like to meet they're not going to like own age? search. No, they're not going to search King Go out and like. <laughs> why is your child not in school? <laughs> yeah, he's King Go. <laughs> He's just back now. It's fine. <laughs> Does this mean you have to legally adopt her? I think so. How like, do you explain do how you came into contact? Yeah. Well, like, what, what's her number? It's like her, her PPS number. I don't think she has. What's yours? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but like, surely to fill out those forms, you'd need some sort of identification. I'd Look, I'd, I'll be honest, Connor. I haven't gone through the lengthy process of adopting a child. Yeah. But I, I would assume you'd need at least one piece of paper. To say something. And I think she probably doesn't have that one piece of paper for identity. What if, he, what if uh, Kingo found her at like Paddington Station and she had a little brown paper tag on her saying, please look after this child? <laughs> She's about 19. The fucking thing. <laughs> also, that woman does not look 12. No, but like... Actress? I think she might be 15, know. 15, 16. What is she in this? Uh, I don't know what age she's meant to play. She's kind of eight. I suppose she's 7,000, but like, mm. as an actual actor, uh, she is, she's 15 years old at the minute. Okay. Uh, and Barry Keown, 29. <laughs> That's Nobody your Barry asked. update for this segment. <laughs> Every week we're going to do a Barry update. <laughs> Where he was born? Here. Um... So yeah, Sprite has just left off, let off for stabbing and, you know, all the genocide she was into there a few seconds ago. And people just kind of forget that she gets turned into a human because what can you do? She goes off a Kingo and then the last scene is them being like, we're going to go find the Celestials. And then the Celestial shows up and is like, you're looking for me, dickheads? And then is like, I'm going to make my judgment on this planet. I know you don't like this, right? But... I think the image of the celestial in the sky is fucking unreal. That no, is, I, I think it's so cool. I think that's looking. a very cool image. I actually, no, I, I actually don't mind the end where the celestial okay. shows up. Okay, it's just the like, schooling bit. <laughs> oh, the whole thing with Sprite is the dumbest stuff I've ever seen. Um, but I think to do with Sprite at the end, with after the genocide and the stabbing and the getting turned into a human. I was like, nah, no, I'm But Cersei gets basically transported into the sky, and yeah. the celestial is like, y'all done gone and goofed. You've you've pissed me off. What the fuck you do? And that's my brother down there who was laying in an egg in Earth. And I was waiting for him to hatch. And you stopped the you hatch. Killed a, technically, they killed a newborn baby. 
they kill the baby and like it was mid birth and then they decided yeah. let's turn it to stone dickheads turn to stone um, absolute dickheads he's going to look through their memories and judge if humanity is worthwhile to live yeah which I mean is a very celestial thing to do it is but it's also like that's a pretty fair response to oh you just betrayed a plan that took 8,000 years uh, that's a like it's a fairly measured response to be like which would okay let me see your side of it which would beg the question why did you have the original plan in the first place uh, maybe it's a test and it's like you're not meant to you but know Ajax if you're in a police like, interrogation you don't eat, eat the donuts Ajax asked like seven times guys can we maybe have a rethink because humans aren't that bad and they were like nah shut, shut up <laughs> stick nah, to the plan requires murder <laughs> stick to the fucking plan and then after after all of it they're just like you know what I've just come up with this plan myself and nobody told me this but I think we should probably listen maybe have a bit of judgement see I like how Arisham gives them like a week and a half to get things settled and then kidnaps them. yeah I mean I think that's smart I, I don't I think let them get everything organised we're sprite gonna enrol you need to know all this stuff before before you started kidnapping people. Yeah, and so that's the end of the, the the film proper. And then we have a famous Marvel after credits scene, Connor. Um, yes, and the first one is um, a character that we covered at Hero Zero that I feel like you're the smartest person in the whole world. because oh, I Harry, feel that way as well, Connor. <laughs> Harry Styles shows up as Eros, or Star Fox, and... Yeah. It's actually perfectly cast, I would say, in the role. It's the best casting in, like, that's one of the best Marvel castings I've ever seen. Uh, I will say, I did Hero Zero last Friday, and I had no idea that Eros was in this movie. I was just looking for Eternals characters to tie in to this, uh, and he came up and I was like, oh yeah, Brother Thanos, interesting, that'll be a laugh. Uh, absolute flirty shitbird, Connor will love him. Um, and then he shows up along with Pip the Troll, played by Patton Oswalt. I was I was literally sitting there going, "Who is that voice? I know that voice. It's it's Patton Oswalt." Okay, that's that yeah, it's Patton Oswalt. Uh, and so he meets up with uh, uh, Druig, Macari, and Thena on the Domo, um, and this is where Druig says the classic line, "What do you want, lads?" Uh, <laughs> And so he's he's like, oh, we're going to go find more Eternals. And so they're all now a team together. Um, and not the last after credits scene, Connor. Um, the last one is you've got Mr. Kit Harrington. And he Harrington, has... Dale Whitman. And, and he has a certain blade. And it's just... A certain dark-coloured blade. The uh, Yeah, so he has the ebony blade. Uh, the blade of House Whitman. Um, who... It transforms the wielder into the Black Knight. Mm-hmm. But the blade can often corrupt people. Uh, it tends The more you kill with it, the more bloodlust you get. Um, while you are wielding the blade, you can be injured but not killed. And so he's like, I have to try. This is one way I could possibly help Gemma Chan. And so he goes <laughs> to reach for the blade. Blade looks really... The blade looks really cool, by the way. Yeah, it's really like cool. running with fucking misty evil um, and then you hear a voice from off screen saying are you sure you're ready for that <gasps> and I and I said it in the cinema 
and I went home and checked, and I was entirely right. It's Mahershala Ali. Fucking Blade. Blade. Mm-hmm. So we got our first Blade cameo? It's just a voice, but a cameo in the MCU. And is he in the room? Is he going to be like, you sure you're ready for that? I can't imagine Blade in England, but that's Blade's whole comic book character for a yeah, long time. Yeah, he's English. He's an English dude, but he has an American accent, so maybe he's just like traveling around looking for looking for Draculas or something looking for Starks uh, wait a maybe minute hanging out, <laughs> maybe hanging out with Moon Knight or something uh, which we'll talk about that next time. yes uh, but Sean that is kind of the end of the film itself so I mean we've kind of gone through a lot of stuff there's a lot of things probably could have done better but and I feel like we might have been a bit harsh on the film there are some very silly moments but at the same time I think in terms of the spect, like the spectacle and the size of the movie, I don't know if it could have been done better in terms of the size of the cast. Even no, I like I don't know how you would. I I wouldn't know how to improve this movie while making it still as accessible as it is. It's a very accessible way into a very like complicated side. Of Marvel Comics. Like, it would be... Um, it's, to me, it's very similar to if they just did the Avengers movie and they just started and you had Thor and Captain America and you're like, this guy's from the 50s or the 40s. He's yeah. Now, he was frozen. He's brought back to life. Now he's now. You've got Iron Man. And they're just there and you're kind of like, okay, we have nine origins going on at once here. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, exactly. Or if you like watching... Didn't the same thing with Infinity War, which I feel is even harder... Um, because that that one really doesn't hold your hand on it. So I think as a jumping off point into more of the cosmic magic side of Marvel, like we've had like Thor and Guardians and stuff, but more of like large scale cosmic, like constants of the universe type stuff, I think that this is a, a pretty good jumping off point. It's not my favourite Marvel movie, but I don't <laughs> think it deserves all the hate that it's getting. No, and I, I, th- I, I'm worried now that people are going to think that I didn't like it. I, I mean, I was watching it going, this is fine. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that can be seen as an insult. I don't know if there's anything actively bad other than maybe Sprite being t- turned back at the end, being like, yeah, you're cool. Hey, but you're ev- cool. You're fine. Everything else, I was just kind of like, yeah, I suppose. I mean, there's a lot going on, but okay, fine. Um. I can't say there's anything, like, actively, I did, like, I just, that's terrible. I wouldn't have done that. And there are some good ideas in it. I think it's a movie that's definitely, f- like, chock full of really good ideas. But they're probably, you've got, like, nine really good ideas that are all not very explored. Instead of four really good ones that are all fully explored. And yeah. there's like several of them that I was like, oh no, stick to that. That's a really cool angle. And then it moves on to the next one because it has to get to the next thing because we're introducing so many new things and ideas in this one movie. And we only have two hours and, and two hours, 30 minutes. Yeah. And like, it's something, it is different than a usual Marvel movie. Um, it is still quite quip I think that's probably my biggest complaint is that the tone of it shifts I wanted this to be more serious yeah I would have loved this to be more serious but it is quippy and you know a lot of trailer lines put in 
I wanted um, I wanted one family to get control of another planet, and then another family to come <laughs> in and attack them. Is that too much oh, to ask? It, Connor, may, might I suggest <laughs> Dune? <laughs> Go back and listen to our review of that. That's really good. <laughs> Oh, we're so happy and positive in that one. Yeah, it, like it's it. I'm not negative on this one either. Like it's it's a mixed bag, but oh, on the whole, I liked it. I don't think I'll watch it again, though. I don't think so either. I don't <sighs> think it has great rewatchability. Mm. Um. So, wheat mix. What are what's our wheat mix rating? One with honey Ooh. and milk. I would say one with a tiny bit of sugar, but like. And then a, a little bit of milk. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's nice, like it, it, but I don't know if I'd have it again. No, and like, if, if anything, I want more from the bowl in this. Yes, yeah. I, I want I want a little more that's not there. Yeah, so yeah, someone else has served me this, and I'm like, it's grand, but could I have just a <laughs> no, little... Or no, a wheat of eggs with like strawberries, bananas, kiwi. It's got like nine different fruits, and I'm kind of like, it's, it's too, too many fruits. Too many fruits. I actually would have preferred less because less kind of actually yeah. I would have been able to taste them a lot more. Or you've got four different cereals in the cupboard, but they're all on <laughs> just on the ends, and so you just throw them all into one bowl, milk over the top. <laughs> that's it. They were lunatics. Psychopathy. Uh, Connor, would you like me to take us out? Yeah, please. Excellent. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this uh, very bumper episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News, Friday with Hero Zero, next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. I believe a newsy week uh, oh, covering a heavy all of the recent week. happenings. Uh, so, big shout-outs to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. Uh, special shout-outs go to Waffles will be 30 years old by the end of the month. All oh he wants God. is for people to get vaccinated and to have a nice day. Uh, Waffles, we hope you have a nice day too. Yeah, it's your birthday. You have to have a nice day on your birthday. Mm-hmm. That's the law. Uh, thanks also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin Shrodoshin, Halley, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Grow Your Mo for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna, Team Irish Walrus Helmroos, Lil Dicky, the other in a southern drawl, says. Well, I reckon people dang old call me Florida man. Glad to meet you, M. I, I can't stress this enough. I don't know if M is like the James Bond thing, but there is a character limit on Patreon. It lets you type for longer, but it always cuts it off. So just double check. Lil Dicky, if that's, if that's the case, you message me the rest of that and I will get Come that on, sorted. Richard. <laughs> and thanks also to Danny McLaughlin Ray I can't believe Wanda did this Sammy DeLucia uh, Michelle it's championship weekend for Drip Brown but Drip is spelled D-R-1-P uh, Drip Brown I, I don't and then yeah uh, Brown is the last name Drip oh, is it's no, championship it's totally weekend fine. for Drip for drip, what? Mm. DR1P is that a thing? Oh, please explain. We're not please cool. Expi- you got more characters. You can explain more. We're not that. cool. Just imagine that we're not cool. I know it's hard. Just factor that in. Yeah, or is it Doctor One Pence? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> Doctor One, uh, he's fifty cents back up. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks also, of course, to a Dune run, 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 a Dune run, run, Luke Hoth. 
Thank you all for the continued support. You're all amazing. Patreon is linked below, as is our merch store, as is our Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Doomman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. But the best way you can ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. So, I have been Connor Law. I have been Sean Meehan. And we shall see you all next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered.